The lead coordinator is the connection between the promise makers, which is your sales team, and the promise keepers, which of course is the installation team. Learn the disciplines of this process on today's show. Now, there are seven disciplines that all lead coordinators should possess, and we've created a brand new course to show you how to execute on this. On today's show, we're going to play the first video in this seven-part course on lead coordination. Now, if you're a member, you can go to contractor training slash online classes, lead coordination, and pick up where this video leaves off. If you're not a member, you can take this course absolutely free by signing up for a free 30-day trial at the top of this page. Let's go to Gary now as he lays out the foundation for the seven disciplines. Hi, I'm Gary Alex. Welcome back to Contractor University. And today I'm excited to introduce one of the new topics inside of our LMS. We're going to be talking about the lead coordination process. We're going to take you through seven individual videos and content that are going to specifically talk about lead coordination inside of the contracting business. So whether you're a plumbing company, an HVAC company, electrical, anytime we have a service business that we're generating leads and we're spending money on marketing and we might have a sales force of comfort advisors, the lead coordination function is a specific idea that uh, whether you're scaled or not, you still have to coordinate with the idea that production is fulfilling the idea of what we're selling. So we have promise makers and we have promise keepers. So the lead coordination function is really that conduit, if you will, that is the centerpiece between the promise makers, which could be a selling technician or a comfort advisor, and the promise keepers, which are going to be the installation crews, uh, perhaps somebody that might be doing uh, production work from the plumbing side. So what I want to do is I want to take you through the seven disciplines, if you will, and we're going to follow through the structure of ultimately what a lead coordination function could be doing in your company. So um, as we always talk about best practices, there is no one right answer for any idea as far as a company goes. So what you do is you take these ideas, uh, you work through the LMS, uh, you go through the discussions within your company, Hopefully you have a meeting rhythm established and you organize within the company. Hey, that was a good idea. I think we might be able to work that one in. Uh, and then hopefully over time, as a business, you're putting in structure and process as the company grows. So lead coordination is one of those fundamentals that oftentimes just get overlooked or what happens is you have an owner that's growing the business and they're functioning you know, with an office manager and the office manager is doing about 15 different hats and lead coordination is one of those, and it doesn't necessarily get done in a constructive manner. So then we grow the business and we don't have that process in place. So today is really about starting the idea of what is the function and how does it work. So I'm gonna take you to the whiteboard. We're gonna look at a couple of ideas. I'm gonna break down the kind of the role, if you will. Uh, we'll come back in and we'll look at the specific ideas as far as the actual functionality of it. Uh, and then as we progress through the courses, through the individual work, uh, you'll see that we're gonna break down the role description will be next. Let's go to the whiteboard. All right, welcome back to the whiteboard learning lab. So I've got a little diagram on the board here. I just want to take you through the basic structure of what the function of lead coordination is all about. So we're spending energy, time, that could be through marketing process, uh, acquisition tuck-in, uh, any number of models to create opportunities for sales. And so what we have is we have calls that come into the company. So in the normal company, we're going to have a customer service function, and that customer service function becomes sort of that second touch, if you will, of the brand experience. The first touch out here is the marketing and uh, what we're brand strategy organizing. So how you want to present yourself is your marketing. Then your customer service rep actually funnels that into the company. So at that point, 
a decision is being made, you know, is that a service call? Does that get routed to the service side of the business? Or is this an opportunity where somebody might want an estimate? Uh, or perhaps uh, it's a follow-up, you know, to a, a paid search campaign. And uh, so somebody is calling in off a direct ad. So one of the things we want to do is we want to record all those calls. And so when we're recording those calls, that helps us also understand how well the CSR function is routing calls to lead coordination or to service. We can function uh, in, in terms of our management structure there. But the process then moves itself in this conversation for lead coordination under the idea that this is a sales opportunity. So whether that's coming from commercial or residential also determines some of that routing. Again, we're not talking about the individual specifics within the uh, framework of the rest of the LMS. We'll get into that detail. So today it's about functionality. So why do we do a lead coordination function? What's it all about? What's the actual function inside of the business? So this blue box represents the lead coordinator. So assume you're a big enough company at this point that you would want to have a dedicated individual as a lead coordination function. Uh, so the lead coordination function has a lot of touches inside of the organization. So there's a lot of connectivity to that. Uh, so if we're not uh, having this specific job as a role description, uh, and later when I show you the org chart, you'll see there's a position that reports inside of the sales and marketing function where the lead coordinator reports up through that channel. But if we don't have that individual, the functions still need to exist. So as we record the calls, if there's no body that sits here that's doing the discussion, collecting the information about you know, who is the customer and you know, where do you live and what are you interested in and how did you find us, et cetera, et cetera. If that's not happening by that individual, we still need to function as a business and collect that information in the best possible manner. So how that all works is we coordinate the selling functions. So in other words, here we've got a marketing philosophy coming in, bringing us an opportunity. Down here, we are now coordinating that through the rest of the organization. How does it get into the software? So you could be using you know, Service Titan, Aptura, Successware. Uh, you could be using any number of platforms that are out there. Or you could be using an abacus. It really doesn't matter. So how we actually track that information, we understand then the ability that it goes into a discussion with a comfort advisor or perhaps a selling tech, what we call a senior selling tech. We need to be able to understand how to count our success pattern. So the lead coordination function does a number of things. The whole idea of the coordination function is, is that it doesn't get dropped or lost, that the details necessary to fulfill the selling function are tracked, measured, uh, managed. So we're going to call that planning, directing, and controlling. So there's a lot of functionality that we're going to go over here in just a second when we go back into the discussion uh, of what actually a lead coordinator position would do. But remember, a smaller company is probably not going to have the working capital or the resources to have this person on the position for the, on the payroll yet. But as you grow your company, it's absolutely one of those organizational planning points where you say, right now I don't have that person in here, but I need these functions to occur. Who's going to do it, and, and what priority will they do that? And when we get really busy, what's the triage? Certain things aren't going to get done, and you have to be uh, okay with that. But tracking the calls and understanding that a comfort advisor or somebody that's in the selling model gets the right information, understands what's going on, uh, and then ultimately if we make the transaction, the scheduling of the cruise, and just a whole bunch of different functions that connect the promise maker to the promise keeper, we have to have that structure in place. So then maybe when you grow and you do have the capital to hire that position in the long-term org chart, you're going to put the body in place 
We'll have a role description for you. We'll have an org chart. We'll have a pay plan. We'll have a training plan. We have all those things mapped out for you in this particular LMS module. So with that, let's go back into the studio, and I'll break down some of the ideas that separate the idea of when the call comes in versus when the call actually gets moved to the salesperson, whether that's a tech or a comfort advisor. And then once we actually sell it, how does the lead coordination function begin the process? What's the functionality? So let's break that down inside of the actual learning lab. Take care. All right. So we were going to back in studio. We're going to look at this particular slide. If you uh, take a look, what we've got here is we've got a couple of ideas for you. The very first one is the idea that the lead coordination function is a conduit. And I think that's the way you want to think about it, is that the connectivity between you know, the selling function and you know, what I'm saying out there as a comfort advisor and, and what I'm doing and then ultimately what comes back into the office, but also the information that I get as a comfort advisor is the conduit that comes from the lead coordination function, such as you know, where do they live? Do they have any special needs? You know, are there dogs, animals on property? Is there a gate code? There's a whole bunch of questions we're going to talk about later. But that conduit is vital for the client experience. I mean, what we're really talking about is the lead coordination function is a form of customer relationship. And because a customer is interfacing with that lead coordination function, again, that's an opportunity for us to influence and really create a brand experience. And so we want to make sure that the Lead coordination function understands that, but we also need to make sure that everything that happens from the standpoint from the call coming in to the call coming back to us if it's a sale is connected. So if you look at this, I've got this broken down into what I call A, B, and C. So the first one is communication with the sales and, uh, and the field, just based on the availability of crews. Let's say I'm a comfort advisor. I'm out there. Um, I've organized the sale. We've got the financing process done. Everybody's happy. We signed the paperwork. That's really when the lead coordination function is going to have to do some scheduling to make sure that my idea at the sales promise maker, you know, would you like me to put this in on Tuesday, Mrs. Jones? Happy to do that, but I've got to make sure that we actually have a spot on the job board. The second part of that discussion then is I think we want to make sure that the crews and the install management side of things are also managed, meaning that the information that comes back from the paperwork flow uh, the, the, uh, the type of equipment that we've promised. Uh, do we actually have the equipment in inventory? I hope that's the case. You know, those kinds of details make a huge difference on whether or not we actually are able to do the work. Um, I will give you some very specific examples this year. Um, in our supply channel, we've had disruption because of COVID. So there have been multiple instances where the customer actually wanted us to do the install right away because it's 115 degrees in the desert. They would like it to be done now. But what we actually have in terms of the ability to deliver the inventory, we had the outdoor unit, but we did not have the indoor air handling unit because the supply chain was disrupted. So we're not going to match you know, a train with a Daikin or vice versa. So that's one of those conversations that's a conduit conversation. Before we go out there in your install discussion meetings, and we'll talk about this later in meeting rhythms, it's a really good idea to know not only the days that are available to do the installs, but also what do I have in my barn to sell? What can I actually deliver? So a customer doesn't want or need a mismatched system, and that's not going to fly anyway. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we understand the communication with install, lead coordination, and sales, and we are aligned. The concept of alignment is one of those things that we talk about a lot in terms of making sure that we're communicating internally and we understand what my promises are. Again, I'm the comfort advisor, so I don't want to lose the transaction. 
certainly if I don't have the ability to install it and get it done quickly, it's going to be a problem. So obviously the third one there is communication with the clients. So lead coordination function will be responsible for reaching out, touching clients, making sure that they're informed of what's going on, what we call acknowledgments, updates. Now, there's software programs that will allow you to do that through email, through texting. Uh, I love those types of apps. That's fantastic stuff. The telephone, you know, historically actually works as well. Depends on your client base, but at the end of the day, that's one of the questions that we'll ask. And then we're also going to make sure that we understand that the lead coordination function is responsible for the whole setup of capacity for the crews. Uh, so I was at a company in Oklahoma. It's a very fine business. It's about $60 million in revenue. I've got operations in Dallas, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma City. And, and so they've got multiple places and they've got multiple crews. Their lead coordination function functions in Oklahoma City. So software and the ability to manage the crew capacity is a big deal in that organization. There's 15 crews that they're managing in regional zones. So you can imagine that you, you just don't have the luxury of walking out of the building in Oklahoma City and touching the crew in Tulsa. You have to be paying attention to the details. The lead coordination function, by its very nature, is optimizing what's going on with the crews. So when we talk about optimization, this is a concept that I would like you to make sure that you understand, probably even write this down as a thought process. You should be looking at your crews and you should be looking at the productivity of the crews. And so those crews ought to have some sort of a ranking system. So I'm not going to advocate you know, that you do it as a 1 to a 100 or an A, B, C, D, F, that kind of thing. But an understanding of which of the 15 crews that they have are deserving of the opportunities if there are only 12 jobs. That means three crews aren't working right now. The lead coordination function needs to have the ability to have control of that. And that requires a process for the business owner, uh, the sales organization, uh, the lead coordination function to all be aligned. And then the last uh, part of that is the technical capabilities. So I have some crews that can do commercial and residential. And I have some crews that can only do residential. And then we might have some work in progress training helpers that can do certain things, tear outs and things like that. So the idea that we could do three installs in a day is one that we've executed from time to time. When it's super busy and you have those opportunities, you might want to do that. So dispatching from the lead coordination function to get a helper to a tear out is doable. But those are the technical competencies that the lead coordination function needs to know about. So if we don't have a good skills chart and we're not organizing the lead coordination function to understand what can Gary do and what can't Gary do and what can crew A, crew B, and crew C do, and you know, am I good at commercial? Do I know how to do VRF, uh, you know, variable refrigerant flow? Those kinds of things create opportunities for mistakes. And what we want to do is we want to eliminate as many mistakes as possible Optimization requires us to have a little bit of discussion about some of those items. So with that in mind, um, you know, I'd like to wrap this up by having a conversation really that just basically says this. There's a need for a lead coordination function in all businesses. It doesn't matter if you have the body or not. The second thing I would suggest is that you have to define what your process needs to be and that you have to assign those responsibilities and accountabilities to people in the organization if, you're, if you don't have the position, if you do have the position, then we'll look at the role description in the next video segment. And then the third thing I would say is you want to be organized 
and you want to have a meeting rhythm and you want to be conversing, especially during your peak seasons, where you're touching your people on a regular basis to make sure that their problems and questions are up and answered and that the lead coordination function in your business is in fact optimizing the way you want because there's a lot of revenue and a lot of gross profit dollars and a lot of profit to be made in the installation function and that's why lead coordination becomes such a critical and vital part of our organization. So, as always, we appreciate the fact that you're an EGIA Contracting University member. I will see you on the next video segment. Take care. As always, my friend Gary Ellix delivering some killer content. Now again, if you're a member, you can go to Contractor Training, Online Classes, Lead Coordination, and pick up where this video left off. If you're not a member, you can take this course absolutely free by signing up for a 30-day trial, free trial, at the top of this page. Watch the content with your lead coordinators or assign it to them in off hours and start implementing this process. Remember, training is like eating. You can't do it just once. But that's it for today, folks. I appreciate your time. Hope to see you soon. Until then, my friend, bye-bye for now.